Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. Today's episode is a celebrationary episode. I don't know if that's a word, but if it isn't, I'm making it up. Today, we are celebrating my two-year business anniversary. It has been two years since I started the Pearls and Pearls coaching, and it has been a really amazing journey. Definitely some highs, some lows, and at some point, I'll definitely record an episode about some of the lessons I've learned in business over the last two years. But in today's episode, I was actually inspired with the title from a book I read in 2020 and this book was called Why We Eat Too Much. It was a book I read with my book club and there was actually a lot of things that I took away from the book that I didn't apply at the time which I have been applying now and it's definitely been helping me with my fitness journey and I just thought I want to do an episode to celebrate my two-year business anniversary but I also want to speak about finances at the same time. Some of the things that I've identified in my clients, things I've identified in myself and I wanted to do an episode that was going to be relatable because let's be honest most people that live in the west we are in a position where we spend too much we spend more than we hope to spend a lot of people are living above their means not solely because inflation is high even before inflation was what it was a lot of people were living above their means and I think it's so important that we dive into this episode so I'm going to be sharing some things with you some reasons why we can typically spend too much now some of these reasons are things that I've identified in my clients over the last two years but some of these things are also things that I can relate to things that I definitely have struggled with which I will share with you and some of this is actually based on research as well so let's get into it so like I said we're talking about why we spend too much before we get into the episode I want to let you know if this is something you can relate to, you might want to listen till the end. Don't drop off, don't run away. (laughs) It may trigger you at some points, but it's definitely going to help you to identify things that perhaps you need to work on in order for you to better your finances and your life in general. When you think about it, our finances is connected to a lot of other aspects of our life. You know, our finances can have an impact on our family, our relationships with others. Our finances can have an impact on our confidence in ourselves. You know, if we are struggling with our finances or going through a difficult moment, it can really knock our confidence. You know, for example, if you're unemployed or you're currently in a job that you don't feel represents who you are as a person, or maybe you're a little bit ashamed of what you do as a career. There's so many aspects where finances and money can impact our self-esteem. It can impact other aspects of our life and let's not forget the fact that finances can impact our mental health in a massive way if you're going through a financial hardship I guarantee it will affect your mental health in some way and this is why it's so important for us to have transparent conversations about this and this is why I'm so passionate about what I do because being able to work with people on a one-to-one basis I'm exposed to a lot of these things and I've seen how many of my clients have struggled with their mental health as a result of financial issues that they've had and I think it's important for us to normalize these conversations be transparent you know no one is perfect and many people struggle with their finances it's one of those areas that most people struggle with even those that are in high paying jobs may have come from money a lot of people still struggle with it I think one of the biggest factors that has really influenced how we spend is the fact that how we primarily spend today has changed. Before, let's say 20, 30 years ago, most people would spend with cash. Now it's a lot more rare for us to spend with cash in our day-to-day purchases. I know that some people do spend with cash, but it's a lot more rare. Or even if you do, it's probably on limited occasions that you actually spend with cash. Most of the times we now spend with our cards, our debit cards, credit cards, or you use contactless. Now you can use your phone 
there's so many different options now which are now cashless that we've got so much option with how we can spend a lot of these different cashless payment options, they kind of remove that aspect we used to have when we spent with cash. Because when you spend with cash, you can visually see how much money you have. If you have a hundred pounds in your wallet or your purse, you are gonna be able to physically see you have a hundred pounds. However, if you've got a hundred pounds on your card, it's a little bit different. You can't necessarily see your balance unless you actively log into your banking app or you check your balance. It's a little bit more disconnected. Whereas with cash, we can visually see it. We know what we have. And therefore, when you're spending, you're going to spend in line with what you know you have in your wallet. Because one of the most embarrassing things with spending by cash is the fact that if you go to pay for something and you don't have enough, and then you've either got to put something back or you've got to do the, oh, can you put hold that there? I'll be back in a few minutes. And this is why I feel like when we do spend with cash, we're definitely a lot more responsible and we're definitely a lot more rational in our thinking when it comes to spending with cash. Because you know, once you've spent that cash, the money's done, right? And there's a really interesting study that kind of links in with what I just said. And it was a study done by Priya Raghubar and Joy Deep Shrivastava. I've probably said the names wrong. And if I have, forgive me if you ever listen to this episode. The study was called Monopoly Money, the effect of payment coupling and form on spending behavior. Now, one of their findings, which I found really interesting and it really kind of supports what I've just said is that when we're paying for any purchase, it produces an immediate pain of paying. However, when we pay with credit card, it's a lot less painful than when we pay with cash. So as a result, shoppers tend to spend more money when they're paying with credit cards as opposed to when they're paying with cash. Now, this study was done some years ago before we had things like Apple Pay and Google Pay and being able to pay with our phones. So it'll be really interesting to see what the results would be like now that we have even more cashless options but I do think it'd probably be a similar trend and I find that interesting because I've seen that echoed in my clients a lot of the times they would spend a lot more money on a credit card than they would if they were spending on their debit card because with your debit you are only able to spend what you have right although you can have two thousand pounds in your debit card account or your current card account or your I'm trying to remember what they call it in America, I think it's called a checking account. I may be wrong for any American listeners, but I believe that's what you call it, a checking account. And if you've got $2,000 in your checking account versus $2,000 or pounds on a credit card, it's gonna be a lot easier for you to spend that credit card and part with that money when it's a credit card as opposed to your debit card, simply because there's less of an emotional attachment to that money. The money that's your debit card, you know that money's yours. But with the credit card, you know that, you know, you can pay it back in installments. There's less of an emotional connection with that money. The pain of spending from your credit card is a lot less than spending from your debit. Unless you're someone who's extremely vigilant with how you spend your money, which unfortunately most of us aren't. Most of us don't have that fear of getting into debt. And if we do, it's not enough to stop us from making those decisions. So I found that point really, really interesting. Another reason why the researchers argued that using credit cards dull the pain of paying was two reasons. One of the reasons was they said that there's a separation in time between when the credit card is used to when you actually pay the bill. And also when you're using a credit card, it allows you to 
pay for different things. So you're mixing different purchases together. So when the bill is actually paid, let's say you pay it once a month or a a couple of payments over the course of a couple of months, you're not really able to attribute the payment to one particular purchase because it's likely that it may have been a number of things. And this is another reason why typically people tend to spend more with credit cards. There's actually this program I watched, I think it was last year on channel four, and I'm trying to remember the name of it and actually find the study that it referenced to. But in summary, what they found was that they analyzed the brain and they found that when someone paid for paid for something via cash, the areas of your brain that are stimulated by pain was a lot more than when someone actually paid for something with card. And I found that so interesting because in reality, it's the same thing. When you're paying by card, you feel the pain. There's so much more of a connection between you and that money. There's more of an emotional tie. But when you are actually paying with a cashless option, there's less of that connection of knowing exactly what you're spending. And I found that study really interesting. I'm actually going to look and keep searching the internet until I find it so I can share a bit more information on it because I just found that so interesting. If I manage to find it by the time this airs, I will put it in the show notes. But I remember hearing that and thinking, wow, that makes a lot of sense because I've seen that in myself. So to summarize what we've spoken about so far, so our methods of payments has typically changed. We have a lot more options now. Most of us don't spend with cash as much as we used to. And also there's stores now that do not accept cash. (laughs) So they're almost forcing us to become a cashless society. So moving on to another reason that influences why we sometimes spend too much is the fact that spending can be very emotionally driven. So many people let's admit it, we've all been there at least one point in our lives where we're falling into the trap of impulse spending, where you've spent, where you've bought something because you were feeling really happy and you thought you wanted to celebrate. So your idea of celebrating would be to purchase something, would be to treat yourself to something, would be to buy something because you deserve it. I mean, why not, right? (laughs) We've all had that rationale in our minds. I know I have. And a lot of the times when we kind of fall into these patterns and these routines, we can typically keep repeating the same thing, but doing different things at the same time. So a lot of our spending can be and is influenced by our emotions, not only when we're feeling happy, but also when we're feeling sad. A popular saying, retail therapy. Retail therapy is a real thing. There are a lot of people that are very much dependent on spending and shopping in order to make them feel better. For a lot of people, shopping is a coping mechanism and it can even get to a point where it becomes a habit. It can even get to a point where it becomes obsessive to an extent, where it becomes extreme, where you have shopping addictions. And shopping addictions is actually becoming a lot more popular now in our society than it was, let's say, 30, 40 years ago. And it also sometimes links into where people become hoarders because sometimes they buy way more than they need to the point that they no longer have space to store these things. So I think one of the biggest factors that does influence why people spend too much is the fact it's emotion driven and until we actually tap in to our emotions tap into the patterns that we are finding ourselves constantly getting into we're not going to be able to change our relationship with money in order for you to change your relationship with money you also have to start working through your emotions if you find that you're someone that you impulse buy on a regular basis, it's important for you to stop and take a step back and really start asking yourself those questions like, why am I always spending impulsively? Is it a particular thing that I'm I'm impulsive with? Is it with food? Is it with clothes? Is it with holidays? 
There's so many different things we can be impulsive with in our spending. It may not just be one thing, it may be just in general, but it's important for you to really analyze those emotions, analyze what factors are leading you to spend in the way you're spending, especially if you see that your spending is becoming problematic. And it really is that battle of instant versus deferred gratification. And it's not easy. There's a lot of self-control that is required when we are spending. When you go off to like a shopping center or shopping mall, there's so many different things that influences our emotions. We see things the way that the displays are set up. They're set in a certain way to grab your attention. When you get into the store, the music that's being played, there's so many different things that kind of sets the tone for you to spend more money than you have. And then you go into the store and there's a sale. You go into the store and they're like, oh, if you sign up for this card, you're gonna get a discount on da 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 da. So there's so many factors that are in play to push you, to encourage you, should I say, to spend more money than we have. I find it so interesting that we have lots of different, you know, billboards on drink responsibly and all that kind of stuff. And whenever advertisers advertise alcohol, there's always that sign of drink responsibly. But I now think we're getting to a place in our society where when you are advertising a credit card or buy now, pay later, there needs to be something somewhere that says shop responsibly because it's necessary, even though that doesn't necessarily deter people because people see it, you know, people can smoke some cigarettes and they can see the pictures of the black and lungs and they're still gonna smoke those cigarettes. I know, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily deter, but I do think it's important for more of that advertising to come into play because spending can be so emotionally driven and sometimes we don't even realize it. When you're in a pattern for a long period of time, because it becomes your routine, it becomes your day-to-day, your normal, it can be difficult sometimes for you to actually realize how toxic and catastrophic that pattern is in your life. I think another factor that also influences why we spend too much is a lack of awareness of what living within our means actually looks like. If you're someone that has been living above your means for a really, really long time, you actually lose sense of what your reality is. You actually lose sense of what true affordability looks like. If you're the kind of person that you're really accustomed to going to high-end restaurants, buying clothes from a certain store, dressing in a certain way, buying things from certain retailers, and even though that's not necessarily what you can afford to, but you're accustomed to that, it can be difficult for you to actually be in touch with what living within your means really looks like. And unfortunately, a lot of people in Western society, this is the reality. There are so many people that have lost touch with their reality. I'm all for being ambitious, aiming to to have a better quality of life. I think that's so important and that's something I'm consciously working towards. However, working towards having a better quality of life should not push you to get yourself into debt. Working towards having a better quality of life shouldn't mean you should jeopardize your future self because of short-term decisions. And what do I mean by that? When you take on more financially than you can handle, you're actually setting your future self up because now your future self has to deal with the debt. Your future self has to deal with the consequences of those poor financial decisions you've made now. So yes, it may be a quick decision and you think, "Mm, I'll be able to pay off, I'll be fine. But a few years down the line, when you have more responsibilities and other things are also factored into your life, it becomes a lot more difficult. Awareness is so important when it comes to our finances, not just finances, of course, but other aspects of our life. But as we're speaking about money, we're speaking about awareness in that, in that realm. 
it's so important for us to understand what our means looks like. If you earn a 2000 salary, you need to understand for yourself, what does living within the means of that salary look like for me? That might not be what you want for the rest of your life, and that's fine, but it's important for you to be realistic because if you want to build sustainable systems in your life, you need to be able to live within your means. If you're always in the habit of living above your means, you're always gonna find yourself in a cycle. Even as you increase your income, increase your multiple sources of income streams, you're still gonna be in that same cycle. And it's very frustrating to be in that place because you look at the the numbers, you see, oh, I've got this coming in, but how comes I'm still in the same cycle? How comes I'm still paycheck to paycheck? Until you break that cycle and learn to live within your means, you're still gonna be in that cycle. And it is definitely a battle, like I said, of the instant versus the deferred gratification. And it definitely requires us to exercise our self-control. Something I find interesting is that a lot of the cashless options and the different various buy now, pay later options that we now have, it removes that deferred gratification from us because it gives us what we want instantly. We get it now and we pay for it later. When you're someone that's accustomed to instant gratification, you know, using things and being heavily reliant on things like buy now, pay later, and those sorts of things, it really depletes your level of self-control when it comes to deferred gratification because you're just not used to it. You're used to getting what you want now, even if now is not a time that you can afford it because then you know, okay, that's fine. I'll pay it back in five installments or 12 installments or whatever the case may be. And while I don't think that buy now, pay later and things like that are completely bad, in some cases you can use them in a responsible way and it doesn't affect you negatively. But I do think when you use those things long-term and it becomes second nature to you, I really question about how healthy that is for our brain and the way that we think and how healthy that is for our self-control. Because finances and our self-control really does go hand in hand. I hope you've been enjoying the episode so far, but we're going to pause for a moment for a quick ad break. We officially have six months left in 2022 and the year has gone by so quick. Maybe at the beginning of the year, you set yourself financial goals. This year, I'm going to save X. I'm going to do that. I'm going to clear down my debt. I'm going to change my relationship with money. And perhaps right now you look back and you're not where you hoped you'd be. Now, I want to encourage you to book in a finance coaching session with me. If you go onto my website, which is www.pearlsandpearls.com, you'll be able to find a range of finance coaching sessions that you can book in, ranging from a finance one-on-one session, which is a one-off three-hour session, where we dive into the essentials that you need to be able to manage your money more effectively. Or if you want some more long-term support, I also have coaching plans, ranging from six months to 12-month plans to support you on your journey to changing your relationship with money and meeting your financial goals. Now, back to the episode. Now, another reason why we spend too much is the fact that we live in a consumerist society, right? We are consumers and heavy consumers at that. And there's always a push of what we need to have, you know, in order for your life to be better, you need to be driving this kind of car. You need to live in this kind of house. You need to be wearing this kind of clothes. Your skincare needs to be this way. You need to be wearing this kind of thing in your head. There's constantly so much push (laughs) of what we need to have. And a lot of the times these things that we need, we don't really need. A lot of things are just marketed in a certain way. And as a result, we often spend more than we need to. And I think it's just the way that our society is set up. And I think the more involved you are in social media or in forms of media where there's a lot of advertising on lifestyle and that and culture and fashion, 
the more likely you are to be a victim of this. And again, it depends on your temperament and it depends on your level of self-control. If you know that you're someone that you're prone to overspending on certain things, then you've got to be very careful of the type of media you consume. You've got to be very careful of the type of accounts that you follow because you've got to know yourself. And I think that's where the awareness comes in. If you know you're someone that's easily influenced by influencers, (laughs) as an example, to spend money you don't have, then you've got to be wise with the kind of people that you follow. You've got to be wise with the kind of content that you consume because at the end of the day, it is your responsibility. We can complain, we can ask to police these things, but at the end of the day, we have a choice and you've got to do what's gonna be best for you and your financial well-being. Credit culture, let's talk about credit culture. Credit culture is another reason why we spend too much. It's so easy to access credit. And credit is not just limited to credit cards. It could be overdraft, it could be a loan, it could be anything that's not your money that's allowing you to spend money that's not yours. Credit culture is growing and it's gonna continue to grow because it makes a lot of money for the credit providers. Of course, they lose money because you know sometimes people never pay back what they owe. But in terms of things like interest, late payment fees, they make their money back some way. And I think it's important for us to be very careful with our reliance on credit. There's times when we may need to use credit which are necessary. You know, if you're buying a house, you probably are gonna need a mortgage, right? (laughs) It's very rare that you're gonna be able to have 100% of the money to put down to buy the house. But I think it's important for us to be very conscious of our use of credit. I'm not saying it's all bad because sometimes it's necessary, but you've got to be thinking You've got to be assessing, can I truly afford this? Is this necessary? Can it wait? You know, really asking yourself those questions. And I think sometimes there's so much push to do things straight away, to do things right now, that we don't give ourselves time to really think things through. Before I ever commit to any financial commitments, I always take time to think about it. I go to my budget tracker, I look at the money, I look at, you know, where things are and I think, "Mm, maybe this isn't the right time for this thing. Maybe it needs to wait three months. And I think having that awareness of your numbers, having that awareness of what you can truly afford really helps a lot. Because when you're being offered that credit, they're not looking at whether you can truly afford it in real time. They're looking at what you're earning, they're probably looking at your credit score, they're not gonna be factoring some of these things in. But you have to, it's your responsibility. I wanna stress that we have to take our lives into our hands because unfortunately, a lot of these people, they don't care about your well-being. They care about profit, they care about money, but you have to care about yourself, right? So you don't wanna set yourself up to fail. So the ease and access of credit is not always a good thing if you're someone that you're constantly using it and you're being used by it because you're ending up in cycles where you're having to pay lots of interest, you're paying late fees. And when you actually calculate what you've paid over the course of that time, and you'll probably realize that you spent way more than you initially borrowed. So this is why we've got to be very savvy when it comes to credit. It's not that you necessarily run away from it, but you've got to be wise in how you use it. Another influence of why we spend too much is the fear of missing out. I think it's funny that a lot of us, we don't like to admit that we do care what people think about us. And sometimes this fear of missing out, this concern with how people see us, this wanting to conform can impact us in the sense that we spend more than we can afford to. Maybe all your friends are going on holidays, but right now you can't afford a holiday because you've got other commitments or you've got debt you need to pay, or maybe you just don't have the money right now. It's so easy for us to say yes to things that really and truly we should be saying no to. 
And that fear of missing out can often cause us to spend more than we can actually afford to. Keeping up appearances, you know, caring what people are gonna think, not wanting to disappoint people. And these are things that sometimes can be embarrassing to admit that, you know, I do care what people think and I'm, I'm keeping up appearances. And also sometimes they can be things that you don't actually realize you're doing. Because again, it's a cycle. Maybe before you earned a lot more money, but now you earn less, but you're still spending as if you have the money you had in the past. I think this is why having those conversations with yourself and also having an accountability partner in the area of your finances is also important as well. Because sometimes we are blindsided by our emotions. We're blindsided by our own patterns and our own sense of reality that we often don't necessarily see where we are. So it's always good to have an external perspective that can show us that mm, you might need to check this you know because because I don't think the way you're doing things is really going to support you to meeting your goals and I think the FOMO aspect definitely affects the younger generation even more when you're when you're a teenager you want to be liked you want to be accepted we all do nobody wants to be unliked we all want to feel a part of something and sometimes in order to be a part of the crowd, you need to look a certain way, you need to dress a certain way, you need to have certain things. And when you don't have it, it's very easy for you to fall into the trap of getting accustomed to using credit in order to fund that lifestyle. And if you look at things like credit cards, buy now, pay later, and you look at those that tend to use it the most and abuse it the most, should I say, you tend to find that it is the younger generation. It's more the 18 to 24 aspect side that tend to fall into that a lot more. Buy now, pay later is very, very popular with under 25s. And this is the one of the things that's quite scary because when you're that young and you're already falling to that trap of constantly relying on credit, that's gonna be a habit you carry into your 30s and your 40s where perhaps your life's gonna look a lot more different. You're gonna have more responsibility. Maybe you'll have children or you'll have dependents. And again, those bad habits, you're gonna carry them with you unless you're intentional in breaking them. And I think that's why it's important for us to be real and transparent with ourselves. It's so easy for us to deceive ourselves and you know just think that we're something that we're not, but just be real. It may hurt in the moment when you come to that realization that maybe the way that you've been doing things hasn't been best for you, but it also leaves room for you to grow. It leaves room for you to do things differently. It leaves room for you to break that cycle. And the last one that I wanna focus on is a lack of strategy with how we manage our money. I think this is one of the biggest factors of why we spend too much. A lot of us don't actually have a proper strategy in place for how we manage our money. A lot of us, we don't plan. We don't plan out our budget for the month. We don't plan out how we're gonna spend our money or how much we're gonna spend on certain things we just spend we just go with the flow and hope for the best and hope that we'll have enough until the next payday and when you don't plan it's like that classic saying failure to plan is planning to fail and it is no different than when it comes to money I'd say it's even more important when it comes to money that you plan because even in your planning even when you set out a budget you set out a spending plan of what you're going to spend Again, there's still that element of actually having to exercise self-control in order to be able to follow that plan. Even with the plan, you can still get diverted, you can still end up overspending, but at least you had a plan to begin with. And I think having a plan is really just a start. One of the things that really helped me to change my relationship with money was budgeting. I never had a budget. And I always wondered like, where does the money go? How does it finish so quick? It's like someone is stealing it. <laughs> I don't understand where it's going. But when I started budgeting, when I started also tracking my spending, 
going through my purchases, writing it down, categorizing everything, knowing, okay, this is how much is on groceries. This is how much on eating out. Things became a lot more clearer. I was able to see more patterns. I was able to see, oh, wow. Okay. So a lot of the money's actually going to eating out or it's going to restaurants or it's going to this or going to that. And it really just gave a reality check of how I was spending, where I was spending. And it showed me what I needed to do differently. I realized that I needed to plan. Not planning was shooting myself in the foot. And I'll share a very interesting fact with you. Four years ago, my household income was a lot higher than what it is now. However, four years later, our financial position is a lot better than it was four years ago. And that was simply because of learning how to budget, putting plans in place and sticking to it. And it's hard. Some months are better than others. But definitely exercising that, creating that habit has made such a huge difference. And for me, it's also given me more confidence. It's also given me less anxiety about money because I know, okay, this is going to be fine. This is the plan. If we stick to it, we're going to get there. And I think it just really gives you that clarity as well. Because when you set yourself financial goals, sometimes it can feel like "Mm, you're just kind of punching the air. But when you have a plan, when you know what you're doing, you're working towards it, you're following those actions you've got in the plan, it all becomes a lot more realistic. And it also gives you more confidence into pursuing the things that you're working towards. Now, these were just some of the common reasons that I have found of why people spend too much. But before I do wrap up the episode, there's one more thing that I want to also highlight. I think another reason why people spend too much is also because we're afraid to say no. We're afraid to say no to ourselves. We're afraid to say no to other people. We don't want to disappoint. And I guess it kind of links in with the fear of missing out. But sometimes we have to say no. If you know you cannot afford something or you doing that means that something else is going to have to lack, exercise it. The more you exercise saying no, the easier it gets. And you're not always going to have to say no. And it's not going to be forever. You know, sometimes you have to go through a couple of months of being a bit more strict with your budget in order for you to make that progress on clearing down that debt or saving for that thing or investing in what you've wanted to. Or even just in building up your self-control and your, your strength to say no to yourself even. But I think that's also important. And sometimes another reason, she says, is that, when we have grown up in lack or when we have grown up not necessarily in lack but maybe having abundance always being accustomed to certain things it can be very difficult for us to adjust when we don't have that so i guess there's two sides of it let's speak about when we've grown up in lack when you've grown up in lack or maybe you grew up in a poor household or there's certain things you couldn't afford when you were younger when you start having your own money sometimes because you are trying to run away from what you experienced as a child and you don't want to go through that anymore so now you start spending you know, buying those things that you couldn't buy before, but crossing the line of being within your means and being above your means. That's also another factor of why we spend too much trauma that we've experienced with money, trauma we've experienced with the lack of money, but also when you've grown up in abundance where all your needs were met, you never had to worry about money, you didn't have to struggle when it came to money and you were accustomed to that. But maybe now that you're an adult or you're out on your own, you know, things are a little bit more tight, but because you're accustomed to a certain way of living, it's difficult for you to adjust to something different. And like I said before, awareness is important. Being aware of what you can truly afford right now can be life-changing because it allows you to tailor certain things, which may not be forever, like I said, but it gives you that start on your journey of really being able to make progress on your goals. 
So those were the main reasons that I really wanted to focus on. And typically, these have been things that I found over the last two years in my clients of why they've overspent. There's so many more I could share, but we'd be here all day. I actually wanted this episode to be 30 minutes, but when I actually edit it, we'll see what (laughs) we, we reduce it to. And welcome to July. We are now in the seventh month of this year. And wow, this year has gone quick. I feel like I've said it in every episode, but it has. And I hope that you're feeling excited for this new month. And even if you're not, let's go into it with a new mindset, looking ahead. You may not have met some of the goals you set at the beginning of the year, but this month is a new opportunity for you to do things differently. I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode and I hope you've taken something away from it. If you are able to identify any of those reasons in yourself, now it's time to do something about it. Don't just be triggered, be triggered to change, be triggered to do things differently. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week, have a great weekend and I'll be back with you in the next episode. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend and if you haven't already, please leave a rating and a review on any of the podcast channels that allow you to do so. 